a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name that is above our name, the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for bringing us into yet another wonderful day. This is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be extremely glad in it. We honor you for all the good things that you have been doing for us. For the manifestation of your blessing. For the manifestation of your favor. Holy Spirit of God, I bring you into the days of your children. And dear Lord, it is my prayer that you will shine your light upon every darkness in their life. You cause your face and your favor to shine upon each and every one of us in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, I ask you to manifest yourself in every area of our life. That even as we walk through today, your blessing and your favor we continue to abide with us. We will not be the same in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Beloved, I wanted to make this seven declaration with me this morning. You see, God is about to do some marvelous things in the life of some people. A new page has been opened for your destiny, you are going to ask the Lord to restore everything the enemy has taken away from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, my stolen oil, my stolen grace, my stolen virtues, my stolen oil, my stolen grace, my stolen virtues, hear the words of the Lord, come back to my head, gather back to my head in the name of Jesus. My stolen oil, my stolen grace, my stolen virtue, hear the words of the Lord. Come back to my head. Come back to my destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Say every power we told in my instrument of advancement, let those power be rusticated. Let those power be arrested. Let those power be destroyed. Every power withholding my instrument of advancement. 
be arrested in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Release those instruments you are holding back from me in the mighty name of Jesus. Say every evil hand pointed at my destiny. I command you to wither. Dry up in the name of Jesus. Evil hand pointed at my destiny. Dry up in the mighty name of Jesus. Say my father, give me my own personal Pentecost. I need my own personal Pentecost. In the mighty name of Jesus, my personal Pentecost appear by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus, say arrow of shame targeted against me. I command it to backfire in the name of Jesus. Arrow of shame targeted at me, backfire in the name of Jesus. Lastly, say every demonic altar, every marine altar, every witchcraft altar, planning my demotion, be arrested by fire. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say, drawers of soul, drawers of destiny. I had and paid to draw my spirit and my soul backward. Die on your altar. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Good morning. God bless you. I want you to relax yourself. This morning, while we ride through the book of First Timothy, chapter 2, we continue in our exploration of this important book, important letters written to a young man, a young evangelist, Timothy. And we are looking at each of the messages that Paul gave to him. In each of the chapters and see how these can be a benefit to us and we are also going to be looking at some of the doctrines that has been blindly copied from some of these passages that are not meant to be doctrines they are just instruction to pastor timothy based on the situation he was going through at the church of Ephesus and there are some of the instructions that were given to him that are meant to be doctrines that we can also follow till today like today's topic is on prayer this letter that Paul wrote to Timothy in chapter 2 speaks of instructions on prayer instructions on how prayers should be done this is not for the church of Ephesus but to Timothy himself let's go and read first of all then I urge that petitions prayers intercessions and thanksgiving be made for everyone for kings and all those who are in authority so that we may lead a trans a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity this is good and it pleases god our savior who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth 
the apostle was telling uh, Timothy that one of the most important thing, the second most important thing he must do is to ensure that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. So many, Timothy must set time apart to pray, to intercede. This was an, a direct instruction to him. So whatever he has to do to ensure these petitions, intercessions, and thanksgiving are made for people constantly, he must do it. And this is what contributed to part of the doctrine of the intercession in the church where we have prayer warriors, where the duty of the pastor mainly is to intercede for the people of God, to intercede and pray for the people of God. Somebody asked me a question. I have this habit of when I see a vision, a negative vision about one of my church members. Maybe a vision of death or a vision of terrible things happening to them. A vision of terrible disappointments that may mess up their emotion and mess up their spiritual life. When I see something like that, I have this habit of not telling the person whoever is involved in that negative vision. But when it is positive, I call them immediately and say, this is what the Lord is telling me about the next thing that God is about to do in your life. But when it comes to that negativity, I don't tell. So sometimes after I have interceded, after I have prayed, God will give me some instructions that the person can follow to avoid that thing wrecking their life or to avoid the death and sometimes that could be a direct prophetic directions that do not step out of your house today so i jump the part of the negative vision and i deliver directly the prophetic instructions or the guidelines that god has given me to avoid the manifestation of the problem and sometimes it may also require that I warn the person not to travel or not to do some things or to do some things. Or sometimes I will just wake up, send prophetic declarations to the person based on how God has led me. And most of my church members notice that that is the way I operate. And some of them are even angry with me that... When I see negative things, I don't tell them. You say, yes, I am supposed to tell you based on what other people believed and they have capitalized on to instill fear in the heart of their church members so that their church members can constantly see them as gods. Their church member can constantly come to them to seek approval for any decisions they want to make in life. 
they use negative revelations, negative visions to keep people under the bondage of fear, under the control of fear in order for them to be able to continue to take advantage of the lack of spiritual growth of the people of God. But I have a different interpretation to such things. And my principle is that I am first a watchman over the household of God. So when God shows me a vision that is negative about my church members, God is not telling me to tell the person about the negative vision I saw. Because I also have to consider the emotional intelligence of the person I'm about to talk to. I need to also look at the spiritual maturity of the person I'm, to- I'm about to talk to. If I tell them the negative vision I see, will it boost their faith or will it make fear to dominate them? So after I've done my analysis and I realize that if I tell this person this negative vision, it is going to dampen their faith. It, it's, not going to have, it's not going to affect their faith in a positive manner. Then I go on my knee lay their picture on the floor and intercede for them. Pray, pray, pray. And then sometime till midnight and God will tell me what to do. So sometimes God can tell me to let the person know. Then I will call the person and let him know that, oh, bro, this is what the revelation I saw. But God reveals to it him. I'm just calling you to warn you. Avoid this person. Make sure you do not receive a visitor on this on social day. Make sure you stay indoor. And sometimes some of them they they, they still disobey and they still step out. So, so at that time God said somebody should not travel and they still go ahead and travel and they face the consequences of their decision. So sometimes I do that to make sure that there is no fear overriding the faith of the people. And also, for me to know that I am first a watchman, and I must ensure by the virtue of the office that God has given to me, and by the virtue of the fact that I'm a pastor over that person's head, I must ensure that that person is protected from the heavy influence of whatever the powers of the enemy have in store for the person. I've had people who get angry with me that our pastor doesn't say negative vision. I will, I will not say negative vision. It's my principle. If it is negative, I go to God. So if, if you go outside and somebody tells you negative revelations, and they usually do that, you will notice that they will do this thing. They will tell you negative revelations. And the next thing is that they are telling you, bring some money. Let me do some work for you so that this negativity can be averted. That's for you to know that you are already in a wrong place. You are already in a wrong hand. Because I use the visions to scare you so that you can go and bring money and they will use the money to get some things and put you in more problems. So the duty of a young pastor, a young Christian, is to first intercede Prayer must be made for people. So every day when you wake up, as you finish praying for yourself, you also incorporate intercession into your prayer life. Remember your pastors in your prayers. Don't forget, 
The pastors are human beings too. The pastors are not angels. Your leaders are not angels. Sometimes our political leaders, some of the things they are doing is demonic influence. Sometimes your husband will just begin to misbehave. Demonic influence. Sometimes your wife begins to misbehave. Demonic influence. You continue to intercede for them. And let God do his part. After your intercession and nothing happened, it is not your fault. It means that they also have attitudes that the devil is taking advantage of in their life to push them away from the presence of God. No matter what is going on in your life, continue to intercede for people. Because the more you intercede, the more you pray for people, the more God gets involved in your own life. You see, in the realms of the Spirit, intercessors are giving spiritual signals of the names of people that are being pushed into the heavenlies. You see, as you wake up in the morning as an intercessor, you are, you are, you are, you, it's like you are picking up the signals of people's soul. You know, you know the soul speaks. The soul of people cries. Sometimes people don't shed tears, people don't cry, but they have battle going on within themselves. They have a lot of emotional turmoil that is happening. They have a lot of hell burning inside their spiritual life. And as an intercessor, what happens is that when you begin to search the heart of the Holy Spirit and their names begin to pop in your prayer, you just begin to hear names. You begin to hear names. You begin to see revelations of people in problem. You begin to hear the cry of people's soul. And sometimes you can be in that mode of prayer. You want to pray for yourself. And as the Holy Spirit takes over, that spirit of intercession comes upon you. You realize that you have spent more than two hours praying for people you don't even know. Sometimes you need that. You have your own battles. You have your own issue you are dealing with. And the Spirit of God just take you to a country like China. Take you to a country like Indonesia. Take you to a country like South Africa. Take you to a country like Kenya. You just find yourself praying for Kenya, praying for South Africa, praying for Uganda, praying for Indonesia, praying for Madagascar, praying for all these countries that you don't even know the color of their map. That is what Paul is telling Timothy, to commit himself to personal prayer, to petitions. Petitions and intercession are the same. Say, Lord, I have come with the need of so-so-and-so. Sister so-so-and-so is having this issue in a business. I have brought this business to you. Lord, have mercy. Intercede. Inter intercede for that person. That is intercession. That is petition. So Paul is telling Timothy to incorporate that into his day-to-day -day life. And not only that, he should ensure that the church is doing the same thing. Because God wants everyone to be saved. And God wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth. So as you wake up in the morning, after the claim the day, you are praying your personal prayer, open up your spirit and learn to intercede for people. For there is one God and one mediator between God and humanity. Listen, there is one God. And there's one mediator between God and humanity. Christ Jesus, himself human, who gave himself a ransom for all, a testimony 
at the proper time. For this, I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and I'm telling the truth, I am not lying, and a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Christ, current job. Somebody asked me, Pastor, what is Jesus doing in heaven now? His current job in heaven, one, is interceding for us with the Father. Every day, he's begging the Father. Father, don't destroy the earth yet. Many souls are yet to be won. Father, don't destroy the earth yet. Father, give my, my, my children more chance. They are going to repent. Withhold the rapture. Father, please have mercy on this young man. He's suffering too much. He's been 39 years. He's been 50 years of his life. Have mercy on him. That's what Jesus is doing in heaven. And if we are Christ-like, it is also our duty to also intercede for the people around us. And the more we do that, the more our spiritual place is well established before God. Sometimes, if you are an intercessor, you understand that in intercession, that's where your strength is. Sometimes we don't even pray for ourselves. Don't even pray for ourselves. You, you, you are there, you are just you speak in tongues, 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 45 minutes, one hour, you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking in tongues, you are praying, you are on fire. You are blasting tongues, you are praying, you are praying, you are praying. You forget about your own needs. You forget that you don't have money. You forget you don't have clothes. You forget you don't have food to eat. You forget you don't even have the next meal that you are going to eat. You are actually fasting, not because you, are, you want to fast. You are fasting because there is no food. And while you are doing that, the Lord is dropping names in your heart. Names of people who are suffering. Names of people who are dealing with problems. Names of people crying souls and all the souls that are in hell, that currently on hurt and in hell and they are crying to be saved. God is dropping their name in your heart. And you are praying. And you are interceding. Believe me, whoever you intercede for, your soul is connected to them. That's one mystery. Whoever you are praying for constantly, you are praying for constantly. You are always praying for them. You are always praying for them. Their soul is connected to your soul. You will see that they begin to see you in their dreams. They begin to see you in their dreams. Their soul, if they know you, they, they, their soul is drawing closer to you. They want to come and talk to you about their problems. Something is telling them to share their problem with you. To tell them their secrets. Tell you their secrets. That is how it works. And that is how people attract helpers to themselves. Because you are an intercessor. A lot of intercessors are living on the help of men. They are living daily on the help of men. Help of people that they are praying for. So you want to move forward in ministry. You want to move forward in your Christian life. You want to grow spiritually. You cannot grow without interceding for people. You cannot grow without getting involved in the problems of I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you more insight into today's teaching. And if you were an intercessor before, and you are now tired of interceding for people, it means you were not called into intercession in the first place. Or rather, it means you have lost revival. If you gave up on interceding for people because things are not working in your life, because 
everything is upside down in your marriage, everything is upside down in your business, it means rather it's either you are not called to the ministry of intercession, maybe somebody forced you into it, or you have lost your revival. So I am charging you today to go back to the altar of prayer. Go back and pick up your mantle of intercession and begin to listen to the Holy Spirit. And as you do that, God will also pour out your own soul into the realms of the Spirit and intercessors will begin to pick your needs and help us begin to locate you. I declare that for you and I declare that for myself in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the blessing of Abraham will be yours, will be mine. The blessing of Isaac will be yours, it will be mine. The blessing of Israel will be yours, will be mine. In Jesus' name. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our Anchor Partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate it we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you it is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our lord jesus christ thanks for listening to today's message please share with your family and friends follow me on instagram at at underscore events i'm also on tiktok at at underscore events i'm on youtube at at events missions see you in the next episode